WHHHFM Speedway W286CN Available in HD Go Drop in The moment y'all been waiting for Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs WeWin.com Injury Lawyer Studio It's the show where Indy comes to talk Open lines with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle Hold up Happy New Year, 2023. Good morning to you, Indianapolis, for the first time in the new year. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Happy to be back with you in the studio after a couple of weeks off. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Somebody said, well, what did you do since you didn't have to work? I slept, man. I slept. And it was beautiful. In fact, I've slept all weekend. I didn't wake up till 2 o'clock yesterday. I woke up, went out, got some dinner, went back to sleep at 11, woke up at 7 this morning, so I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm ready to talk to y'all because a lot has happened in the two weeks that we took a little vacation for Christmas and New Year. You know, that's usually the time of year when the news slows down. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Not this time. Since we've been gone, we've had uh, more candidates for mayor jump in the race. That was actually the last topic we talked about here on the show. We had Pastor James Jackson on uh, as he declared his candidacy. And during that show, we learned that uh, one of my fellow talk show hosts on the radio is considering a run for mayor. Abdul Hakim Shabazz is doing an exploratory committee. Uh, And there's now also a gentleman by the name of John Couch, who I've never heard of, but he's also now in the race for mayor. All right, that's on the political side. We've gone viral here in the city of Indianapolis thanks to a restaurant on the east side of Indianapolis there at 42nd and Post. A fish and chicken restaurant with mice running around the place. Food being prepared or served from the floor. And obviously that place has now been shut down. You've all have uh, seen the stories A lot to talk about there. We also now have a new Congress that, after 15 votes, is now in action. Kevin McCarthy is now the Speaker of the House. That happened just uh, this week, and if you've been paying attention to that throughout the week, took him 14 failures. There's a guy who didn't give up. 15, 14 failures before on the 15th time he was finally made uh, the Speaker of the House. And therefore, now Congress is now in action with everybody uh, now being sworn in for their official start of this congressional session. And so that is another topic to talk about. Uh, Also, the controversy at the library just continues. This is a topic we talked about a little bit right before we went on break uh, with the library uh, staff deciding not to pick Nichelle Hayes as the CEO. This is after picking uh, Gabriel Morley. He was the guy who previously ran the New Orleans library. Well, after much controversy, he decided he didn't want the job here in Indianapolis. So rather than give the job to Nichelle Hayes, the library is just going to restart the search And since then, uh, there have been protests. Uh, As of late, in the past couple of days, the Indianapolis City County Council, I think it was 16 members, uh, have sent in a letter 
to the board at the library telling them you should pick Nichelle Hayes as the uh, leader of the library, the library CEO. And the very latest thing that has just now happened is that the Black Caucus of American Library Association has decided to pull their national conference from Indianapolis this coming summer. Uh, their national conference of African-American librarians was set to be held here uh, this 2023. And they have decided that Indianapolis is not a place where they want to bring their group because of how Nichelle Hayes has been treated. If you didn't know, and here's another interesting part, the president of the Black Caucus of American Library Association is Nichelle Hayes. And so I don't know that she necessarily made that decision. Uh, from what I understand, the members got together and voted to say, we don't want to go to Indianapolis if you're going to treat uh, Nichelle Hayes like this. And then she's our president on top of that. No way. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. On the show today, we're just talking to you. The phone lines are open. We're just catching up. If there's something that I need to know, I definitely want you to tell me, you know, between here and the uh, airtime, the platform that I have available at Fox 59, if there's a news story you want us to be at, need us to know about, now's the time. Call me, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. We're going to start the year off uh, talking to you. I have already started booking guests for uh, 2023. And I can tell you one of our first guests will be of uh, the honorable, honorable, <clears throat> excuse me, Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett. He will be on. He's now confirmed to come join us on January 29th. So we will be talking with the mayor on that day. But between now and then, uh, I'm trying to catch up and get everything in order, get some folks lined up. There's obviously a lot to choose from, but what's most important to you? What's on your mind? Something you want to share? Uh, it's Open Lines Sunday to start off the year. Um, I want to start the year by saying thank you. Now, the phone lines are already ringing, uh, so over break, you did not forget about us. You are back with us, um, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I don't have a job if people don't listen to the radio show or watch the TV, um, and you guys have been doing that, and I appreciate the support and the, and the emails and uh, comments that you guys post. I do appreciate it. If you haven't already done so, follow me on social media. Everything is at Cameron Riddle. It's with one D. I do follow back, uh, and I do talk to you. I message you. So follow me on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. I'm terrible at it, but, um, yeah, go follow me. I appreciate it. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. The phone lines are lit up. We're talking to you this morning, so keep calling. Let's jump to the phone lines and see what's on your mind as we start off 2023. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Greetings. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Oh, I am, I am wonderful, and I hope everybody else is out there is, is, is feeling as great as I am. But hopefully, guys, um, I just want to say something real quick. And this is about mental health. Uh, Cameron said that he enjoyed himself with his two weeks and he got a lot of rest. And I want you guys to know that that is one of the most important things uh, towards your mental health is that you get enough rest, re-energize and these types of things. And I hope you guys go out and uh, get education, uh, educate yourself uh, and be passionate about what you do. 
and just be careful and safe out there. And just remember, loving you, yourself, is the most important thing. That's how you're able to love others. So you guys have a great day today. And uh, Cameron, uh, congratulations. Uh, you look great on the, on the TV. We, we appreciate your professionalism. And uh, we, we, we support your show because we're actually supporting you. So you're right. Uh, we don't we we appreciate your humbleness, but we really also appreciate your fire. And I just wanted to say thank you to you personally uh, for uh, taking this on. And you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Paul. You guys have a great day. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Happy New Year and keep me updated. All right. All right. Sure will. All right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. That's our new phone number, by the way, uh, as we are now on a different frequency, but the same station in the same studio, just a different phone number and a different station that you tune into, 106.7 WTLC and HOT 100.9. 317-239-1009. Caller online two. Good morning. Who's this? This is Demario. Demario, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I just want to talk about Mayor Hostack a little bit. Go for it. I think Mayor Hostack has done a great job. He's had, you know, two consecutive terms. I think that, you know, uh, no matter who jumps in the race, uh, that he will probably still be the winner in the end. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of stuff with crime and everything like that. Uh, but Mayor Hostack has poured his heart out and done everything that he can. Um, but it's up to the community uh, to to actually help. Uh, Mr. Mayor Hall said as well, but I do see him uh, winning that race coming in no matter who jumps in the race. Uh, and so I think everybody should just back off and continue to help Mayor Hall set. And uh, that's pretty much all I got to say. All right. I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year. You too. It won't be long now before we are talking about, excuse me, the May primary uh, that is coming up on uh, the first, uh, well, in May, uh, the, in t- the Tuesday in May. Uh, it's hard to believe, but that is when we will have the primary election. And as of right now, uh, it, it will be a decision between Joe Hogsett, Greg Merriweather, and Robin Shackelford. Those two are the Democrats who are running uh, to be the mayor of Indianapolis. Um, whoever wins that race will then go on to face either James Jackson this John Couch who just announced he's running or um, possibly Abdul Hakeem Shabazz if he does indeed decide to officially uh, file to run at last check. He was running a uh, exploratory committee. Uh, and so right now the goal, everybody wants to take down Joe Hogsett in the official race to defeat Joe Hogsett will be in May in the May primary. Whoever wins that between Joe Hogsett, Robin Shackelford, and Greg Merriweather will be the Democratic nominee. So you don't have to wait till January. You don't have to wait till uh, November to know if Joe Hogsett's going to be the mayor. It really starts in May. So it's coming up quickly, so we got to pay attention. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, happy New Year, Cameron. Happy New Year. Yeah, buddy. And you know what? I already filed my papers. These other cowards hadn't filed their papers yet especially Robin Shackelford, she needs to uh, withdraw her nomination immediately because I found some stuff out about her that she done when she was uh, the uh, chairman of the black so-called Black Caucus over the State House. They've not done nothing but slander us and have committees 
to degrade our situation here in this city. She's got a lot of nerve and gumption to even try to get for mayor. And the Merriweather boy, he's totally unqualified. I'm running for mayor for, on the Democrat side, right, so we can get the issues on the table. And they need to come to the table, Cameron, and have uh, as many debates as we can so we can really see what they're after. We have a problem here in this town, Cam Cameron. We have so many poverty pimps coming up to the trough claiming that they're doing work, right, and all they're doing is taking money. Look at the concerned clergy. They have suspended their, uh, their bylaws, right? And they have been collecting money, and I don't know what they've been doing with them. You know, I've been in the concerned clergy for almost 30 years, right? They haven't had no correspondence with their members or anything else. I know that the Urban League have given them $400,000 by the way of a grant, right? We have had no correspondence on that or whatever. They're the classic example on poverty pimps. They come on every Wednesday. What they do is, is they talk about issues that are inane and don't matter one iota towards what's really going on in this city, like they can stop murders or, uh, or have some sympathy over a dead body or something. I mean, I'm sick of them. I'm so sick of people playing the race card, Cameron. I know that we might have a little uh, problems going through and getting in our professions and stuff. But the reason we get in those professions is because we're qualified and we can do the work. The lady at the library, a total misfit, some person who has a degree in black studies, that's not qualify you to, to run a multi-million dollar corporation. These people need to set that down in the city council, Maggie Lewis, well, she's I mean, the she did it for about eight months, though. She was yeah, good well, enough to Yeah, well, she done it with the, with the support of the people that were already in that office. And the only reason she got that position is because the white people were threatened, thought they would be called racist if they didn't do it. Now, I'm sick of that, Cameron. We can't go out and have a riot in front of a business. When you have a board of directors, right? You don't have somebody that can come and say, well, if you don't select the people we want, we're going to uh, protest the library. We're going to call you racist and everything. You know, that's muddy in the water, Cameron, for any other qualified black person who may have a chance at an interim position. They're going to say, we can't hire you. Why? Because if we want, decide you're not qualified, then that's when we're going to have riots outside your office. We're going to call you racist. We're going to go down the same pathway of stupidity back to maggie lewis you know she is now hold on hold on have you uh you you, you were talking about you have filed for mayor have you actually I filed have, now I filed. you can check the records downtown at the clerk's office i've done it the first day that that was possible all these other candidates i'm sure they've not filed their paperwork robin robin is online begging for money She's not filed. It's really bad, Cameron. We need to have a discussion. That's one of the main reasons I'm getting in the, in the race, notwithstanding that Joe Hawk said he's going to win. But you know what? There needs to be a conversation in this city about what's going on with these poverty pimps. They're out of control. All they're doing, every pastor in this town is selling dope from his pulpit. All right, Larry, do you have get... my phone number? Uh, no, I don't. All right, message me on on Facebook or something. Give me your phone number, uh, and we will uh, 
We'll have to have you on as a candidate here at some point. I'll have my, I'll have my uh, assistant messenger on, on your messenger account. But, you know, it's sickening what's going on in this city with these poverty pimps. They're out of control. All, All right. they're doing is trying to create a, a junkie factory, including Jesse Johnson building the junkie factory on his, on his uh, campus over there on 30th Street. You know, the way you start out is the way you end up. He started out with that passing meds and stuff. On disabled kids, he's doing the same thing now. All right, we'll talk and some more. congregation needs to needs to rebuke him for that. All right, we'll talk some more uh, coming up. Yeah, have your people call my people, and we'll arrange something. Well, all right. Messenger. All right. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Larry. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Larry Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen, uh, says he is running for mayor, and he says he is already filed to run as a Democrat. So. Um, more to come on that. 317-239-1009. We're talking to you this morning. Whatever is on your mind, I was starting the new year off with some open lines. A lot has happened while we went on a little uh, vacation, which was me going nowhere. It was just me sleeping in, um, which was great, by the way. Um, call me, 317-239-1009. There's been no shortage of things that has happened uh, since we have not been on the air uh, everything from the mayor's race, which is where Larry just came in. More people jumping in on that side. Uh, on the other political end in D.C., Congress is finally up and running. Um, the Democrats still control the Senate. The Republicans now, as of Saturday morning, now control the House just barely. Uh, in a lot of ways, just barely control the House. And, of course, uh, Joe Biden's still running at the uh, at the White House. So we will see. This past two years politically was... Uh, forget your who you like, who you don't like. Just straight up on paper, this past two years was one of the busiest, most successful uh, congressional years where Congress, the Senate and the House and the White House passed historic amount of bills. They got a lot of stuff done. And uh, if it took them a week just to name a, a Speaker of the House, uh, that means the momentum has now shifted and there will not be that type of progress over the next two years. So we will look back later and appreciate the previous Congress that we just had because they got a lot of stuff done. I mean, insulin is now capped at $35. These are things that we don't appreciate. People only complain about gas prices, which magically, look at that, all went down just like we said they would, like just like they always do. Uh, the shiny object is what people get upset about. But the real stuff that really impacts your life, a lot of good things happened in this past Congress um, from both Democrats and Republicans. So uh, other things that happened, uh, there's that the restaurant, which uh, at, at 42nd and Post, which had the name of Jordans up on, on the building. And I'm not referring to it as a Jordans uh, because the actual Jordans people say that that restaurant is not an authentic Jordan's. They say actually all of them in Indianapolis are not authentic, except two of them, one over in Speedway and one over in Beach Grove. Apparently during the pandemic, they closed a bunch of them and then people came in and bought them up and they were going to franchise them out so they could be Jordan's, but that was expensive and that just kind of fell through. So the signs still stayed up. So Jordan's is like, hey, this is not our, this is not a Jordan's. And so the sign has actually now been taken down off of that building over on post. But uh, nevertheless, no matter who owns it or who ran it, uh, some disgusting stuff going on inside of uh, that restaurant on post. 
and uh, it has now since been closed. The Marion County Health Department has come and closed it. We don't know if they will reopen, but of course, the community, I went by to see for myself, uh, and there were, at the time when I went by, there were a couple, about two dozen people uh, in that parking lot, um, which if you know how small that parking lot is, that's a lot of people who came and said they did not want to see that restaurant back open because, um, you know, you, you had the food on the floor that was sitting on cardboard. And then the folks inside didn't have on shoes. They only had socks. They're walking between the food, walking over the food. Um, and then you had the mouse who, you know, the lady in the video said, look, the mouse ain't even scared. The mouse is just chilling. Like, what y'all doing in my crib? So you had that part. And then you had Jordan say, hey, this is not ours. This is nasty. And they're taking advantage of our name because everybody knows it. Uh, they're stealing the name. And now this latest thing is that the owners of that actual location are claiming that uh, the customers came in and brought the mouse because they were upset with them and that uh, they were just moving the food and they were clean, they were getting ready to throw it out or they were cleaning up. And there was it was a reason that it was on the floor, but they weren't directly serving it uh, to the people. OK. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. People are wanting that location to be closed permanently. So there were people who showed up to protest during that time. And then, of course, at the library, there were protests since we have been gone uh, with people wanting Michelle Hayes to be the CEO. Uh, even the city county councilors, I think it was either 14 or 16 of them uh, who have sent a letter to the library saying, we want you to name her library CEO. And the library has responded in some ways, and they can't exp explain all the details, but apparently they're saying that she did not express full interest in being the CEO uh, permanently, uh, despite her name being in the running for such. 317-239-1009, caller on line one. Good morning, who's this? Hi, this is Karen. Hi, good morning. You're live on the air. <clears throat> good morning. Um, Larry, 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 um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to touch on three points and just keep it moving. Unlike Larry. Um, but for Larry to say that, um, uh, Ms. Michelle Hayes, um, just because she has a degree that doesn't make her qualified. I just want to touch on that. Um, Michelle Hayes definitely has a degree because I looked it up myself. She has a degree, not only from, um, Indiana university, but specifically from school of library information and science. So if that doesn't make her qualified, I don't know what does. Um, also, she um, served as the um, leader for Center of Black Literature and Culture as well in Indianapolis. So I don't know what makes them think she's not qualified, but that definitely, definitely specifies why she should be at least on the running. And if she didn't express interest, like the Indianapolis Public Library stated, then why didn't they extend that offer to her if they knew or felt like she was a candidate? Obviously, obvious, obviously she was. So I don't understand why not. But as my grandmother always stated, when you're a black woman, you're always up for three, right? You're black, you're educated, and you're a woman. So people always feel threatened. Um, people say we want to call the race car, but it is what it is, right? It's in plain black and white. So I hope Ms. Michelle Hayes does get that position so that she can show why she should be needed in that position and to move forward with the Indianapolis um, city and the issues that we have there. Um, point two, for the Jordans on the um, East Side on Post, you know what? There's no way that anyone can justify why they were in there with shoes off. I don't care. The owner said, you know, those were things from a past event. We were going to eventually throw it away. If you were going to throw it away, sir, it should have been placed on the outside to be thrown away in a secure location. No one should have had their shoes off restaurant 
around food that was to be served to the public. I think um, with that being on the east, the far east side specifically, um, a lot of the far east side restaurants, you know, they just go, um, they don't get as much attention, right? Even from the um, state board, they just don't get a, um, as much attention. So um, we could tell also that the city or the state, I don't want to say the state, I want to say the city or, or the Jordan's franchise should be held responsible in some rhyme, right? Because why was your name listed above? I'm sure someone goes around and does quality checks, right? Why is this why is this sign posted if that is not correct? You don't see a pine a sign posted for McDonald's and it's an actual um, White Castle restaurant. It just doesn't make sense. So, you know, someone doesn't want to take the blame, but I definitely blame the city of Indianapolis, the State Board of Health also, and I definitely blame the owner of the Jordan franchise as well as the owner of that specific restaurant. No, they do not need to be coming back on that side of town. We always get to the short end of the stick. That showed clearly with the show, social media posts. So I do not feel like they need to come back. It could be some type of mini market, another type of store, but that store specifically, absolutely not. Third point and lastly, I think we all just need to make sure that we are being mindful that we need to show each other grace. Um, this has been a year of um, a lot of going on. Um, grace is always extended um, on all levels. And I think the more that we do that, the, far, the further we will get. Um, but that's all I have to say. So you have a good rest of the year. All right. Thank you so much. 317-239-9696. No, wait. <laughs> That's the old phone number. 317-239-1009. 239-1009. That just rolled off the tongue. 317-239-1009. I mean, it was the number for like 25 years or something like that. 22-something. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. I'm surprised I don't do that more often. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? All right. How you doing, Brother I'm Chester. Hey. Happy New Year to Happy you. New Year. I hope you did get plenty of rest. Uh, I did. It was beautiful. Yeah, I think that's, we always have to have that when we need it. A um, couple of points I want to make, some fresh new things here. First, because the young lady just covered well. And, and, and I'll, I'll make one point about qualifications. I know folks that are of the, of, of, of the other persuasion who have degrees in basket weaving, yet they've been charted to run multinational corporations or run large departments. They may have a degree in history, and yet they're doing recruiting for nurses, making $300,000 a year. They never did it before in their life, i.e., the perfect example is Jeff Saturday of the coach. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, uh, we know, and even other coaches say he had not one qualification to be a coach, and yet he does. So we know what the other side does. I don't even want to debate it. It's not even anything to say. When we're in charge, when you're in charge and you own, you can hire what you want. That's the problem. We don't have power. Once we get power, once you own, you choose and pick what you want, as long as you don't violate EOC laws. A um, number of important things going on right now. We've got some major fines, Egyptian fines going on. People go out there, look at them, get your children, look at them, understand history. History is not the past. History is entwined with past, present, and future. They all three entangle together. It's a constant. There's no such thing as that was history. No. If it wasn't that way, then folks wouldn't be fighting to keep monuments and a Confederate flag saying it's heritage. Trust me. It's important. They are finding massive fines all in Egypt right now. Great finds. That's our history. Kevin Hart just got sweated on by Arab Egyptians for saying the Egyptians were black, which he's right because Kemet 
is the land of black. I let you bond the land of black. And Kevin Hart was right. So go look at those fines. You've got to know them. Third thing, we have got to understand what normalcy is. We keep looking at people who have never acted normal, who have bombed, poisoned, enslaved, stolen, maimed, raped, did whatever they want to do, and acted. That is just the standard of normalcy. It's not. We as black people have to create our own uh, uh, um, uh, actually di uh, 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 diagram of how we're going to go about facilitating our betterment in this country and in this world. And we keep trying to take a square peg and put it in a round hole. It's not working. What works for them does not work for us. It just doesn't. So in 2023, people in your homes, uh, when you go to the school board meetings, when you deal with your children, when you uh, are part of any type of after school program, or if you're involved with like new boy with my brother, uh, Kareem Himes, who I've known since we moved here from New York, Harlem, great brother, uh, create, and create things that are, are out of the box. That this is the this is the age of out of the box thinking. The reason why Elon Musk is in trouble <clears throat> because he did not keep the people who made Twitter what it was out of the box. Then he comes in with the Trump Trumpism thinking, and he loses everybody. This man attacked the CEO of Apple. Apple is the richest country on the planet, not Tesla people, not General Motors, not Walmart. It's Apple. He attacked the CEO of Apple. Do you know what the CEO of Apple told him? You are out of your league, brother. This is to the richest man in the world. You know why he's out of his league, people? Because Apple, along with General Motors, along with many other advertisers who pulled their advertising from Twitter, work as a conglomerate. And one man, Elon Musk, with his bravado, cannot take down... 15, 20, 25 men or women in the conglomerate who have way more power than he does. The issue is power. We have got to get power. Teach your children. Don't go to school just to get a job. Go to school to acquire power. And then your people and our people will be better. Our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren will be better. We must attain power. Take my call. All right. MOTEP, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you. Uh, it is open line Sunday to start off the year. We got to take a quick commercial break. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Talking about a lot of things that have happened while we were on a little Christmas and New Year end of the year break. A lot has happened in the news. So what's on your mind and what do we need to focus on for 2023? Something you want to make everybody aware of. You can call in. Let us know. 317-239-1009. We're taking a quick, quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will be right back to the phone lines to talk to you. This is Open Lines on 106.7 WTLC and the new hot 100.9.
And we are back on Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, with you here on the, well, I guess it's the second Sunday of the year of 2023. Out here on Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC. We're talking this morning, just having some open lines about what is on your mind, the topics that have uh, really been popping over Christmas break into New Year and now still now. We're going back to the phones in just a second, 317-239-1009. I want to give you some context to something that I was saying earlier about uh, Nichelle Hayes in the library. So uh, the members of the city county council sent a letter to the library board saying, we want you to appoint Nichelle Hayes. The library responded with another letter. And here's what they said in part about Nichelle Hayes and the, C- and the CEO position itself. Uh, it says, this is from the board, by way of background, the trustees selected Ms. Hayes to replace the initial interim CEO who resigned to take another position after seven months in the role. Ms. Hayes was one of three internal candidates to apply for the interim position and at the time was unanimously appointed by the trustees to be the interim. It should be noted that the trustees discuss the nature of the interim CEO position with each of the three candidates deliberated on the same and agree that the appointee would serve as a caretaker, as a caretaker in capacity during the CEO search process. So you just hold the ship together while we figure things out. The trustees made no promises or guarantees that the person assuming the interim position would advance or be promoted to the permanent role. They say, in fact, at the time, Ms. Hayes agreed to serve as interim CEO. She never, let me, let me read, I butchered that sentence because this is important. In fact, at the time, Ms. Hayes agreed to serve as the interim CEO, but she stated that she was undecided about whether she would participate in the CEO search process. Uh, it is also important to note that the level of experience and skills required to serve as interim CEO are quite different from those the trustees sought in a permanent CEO. So they're saying the skills that you need to be the caretaker and just hold things down are different from keeping the job permanently. Lastly, they say while many have assumed that Having the capacity to act as interim CEO is a de facto illustration of having the necessary skills and experience to act as a permanent CEO. This is not the case. The trustees were willing to accept an interim CEO with far less managerial leadership and fiscal oversight skill and experience than that expected of a permanent CEO at the institution as large as the library. So they're saying the response to everybody saying, hey, she was good enough to run it for eight months. So they're saying, well, the person we needed to run it temporarily did not have to have the same qualifications as the person we needed to run it permanently. And then they also cite, well, at the beginning of this, she wasn't sure that she wanted to even be in the job permanently. But obviously that wasn't the last time they talked with her. At some point they knew she wanted to be considered. So I just find that was an interesting uh point to share with you all as the library uh, responds to the city county councilors. All right, back to the phones. 317-239-1009-317-2. What's the phone number? 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. I don't know why this is hard. Let's go to the phones. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? 
Cameron, is that me? That's you. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, hey Cameron. Uh, this is Ron. How are you today? I'm good, Ron. How are you? Wishing you. Uh, I am well and wishing you all the best. Thank you, sir. Uh, you you, you kind of look pretty decent in your uh, in your new role at 59 now that you're in the studio and in your uniform or in your uh, uh, suits. Cameron, Thank that is you. not the reason for this call. Uh, the reason for this call is to express my opinion, which is what I believe we have the ability to do here in America. You do. Uh, freedom of speech and all that other stuff. Anyway, um, I, I, I found it interesting that uh, – are you familiar with Anwar Sadat? With, with what? The name Anwar Sadat. I'm not. Okay. He was prime minister of, of uh, Egypt at one time. Uh, and because you don't know who he is, you may not know who he looks like. Uh, Anwar Sadat, when he passed away, uh, Hollywood wanted to do a movie, and they wanted to use Louis Gossett Jr. as his uh, as uh, to play the role. Mm-hmm. You know Louis Gossett Jr. I do. They are almost twins, but th- th- that's my opinion. Uh, th- there were people in Egypt who were very upset that people in Hollywood chose a black man, an African-American, to play the role of Anwar Sadat. Mm-hmm. We're, not going to go any, we're not going to go any further than that, but I'm just saying, I found that very interesting that they would oppose uh, Louis Gossett Jr. as playing the role. Cameron, once again, like everything, we all got an opinion, and in America, uh, everywhere else, uh, opinions are just like buttholes. We all got them. I, I wish everybody all the best. <laughs> Well, you know that's true. I didn't want to use the other way to say that. But anyway, um, wishing everybody all the best. Have a have a very strong, prosperous, uh, God fearing, happy New Year. Uh, and Cameron, wishing you all the best as I as I get my stories uh, on on uh, Fox fifty nine. And Ron, hey, you can call here anytime, or you can call the TV station at any time and let them know that you think that I look good on TV. You're welcome to do that anytime. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Uh, take care. All right. Have a good day. 317-239-1009. You can always call with a compliment. We always have time for that. 317-239-1009. I do appreciate all of the support you guys give, both on the radio and TV. It's truly appreciated. I don't have a job if y'all don't like me, so appreciate it. Uh, 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Yes. Hi. This is uh, an anonymous, anonymous caller. Excuse me. Um, I won't sound as polished and credentialed up as your other guest, but like the other caller said, um, you know, there is a freedom of speech element here. Um, where do I start? Um, first and foremost, definitely want to give shout out to Larry. He makes some very, very um, um, pertinent points, you know, um, regardless of what we feel about him. And it's, it's very uncomfortable to see how, you know, he's constantly disrespected, but through the years, this man has been spot on. Um, so I want to start with the whole librarian thing. I mean, you know, we go from affirmative action to now protesting for jobs. Extremely messy. Um, I, again, don't even know where to start on this. Like where, when you don't get a job, for whatever reason, in at-will employment states, do you start a protest? If you were not qualified and selected, you were not qualified and selected. That's how I always thought jobs went. You know, I don't know. Um, number two for me, um, I heard, you know, we need to tap into power and this type of thing. 
from Emotep. We need to create power. We need to normalize our own economic identity, number one, as he's, you know, gloating about Apple and that type of thing. It's really uncomfortable for me at this point dealing um, with African-Americans, and I am African-American. You know, it seems like a lot of commercialism, a lot of propaganda going into, you know, our interactions with each other. Um, you know, we elect people like Faith Kimbrough who has no experience. And then now, you know, that's supposed to be the trend, you know, like, let's just put whoever wants to be in whatever position. If you don't, if you're not selected through the qualification process, then you, you're, you were not selected. You don't get the right to protest. That is extremely messy. It almost feels like a reverse racism to me, like um, like um, Larry said, and, and, it, and it does diminish the real talent that is out there amongst us. Um, you know, it, it, I, I don't again don't even know who started that, but you know, you can't demand a job. At least I can't in the corporation that I work for. Um, and, you know, and that's that was that's my comment. Um, again, we do need to be kinder to each other and love each other more, but um, we need to find an identity first. I think 95% of the time, most are out, you know, trying to be white. But then when something happens, you know, that you don't like, then all of a sudden you're a Black Panther, you know. So I, I as a Black person, want to know, you know, like which side, which side are we going with here? So that's my comment, and I'll take your comment offline. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, for, you're uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. 317. Yeah. Uh-oh, I lost. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. It's an open line Sunday to start off the year. And what is on your mind? There's been a lot that is happening. I know there's a lot people want to share. Um, hey, does anybody know? This is totally off topic, but uh, we used to have a caller all the time. His name was um, Jerome Shively. He'd go by Bones. He hasn't called in months. And I want to know where he is because he wanted me to give a message to Aaliyah Blackburn at Fox 59. And I did months ago, and she recorded uh, a message to him, and I was going to play it for him whenever he called, but he hasn't called in months. So if somebody knows and tell him I'm looking for him, and I hope he's okay, but I did have something for him uh, that just popped in my head that I never got to play that for him. Anyway, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. We're talking to you. It's open lines. What is on your mind? Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Cameron. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Who's this? Fine, sir. Uh, I have total respect for Larry and all the other callers, but i got to correct Larry on something that he mentioned. Robin Shackelford, Joe Hogsett, and uh, Greg Merriweather have all officially filed their papers with the county clerk to run for mayor. And has he? Who, Larry Vaughn? I have no idea, but I'm just going to what he said. But he mentioned that Robin has not filed, officially filed. Yes, she has. Yeah, no, I know all of them had filed. I was wondering if if he had filed because he said oh, he had. I, I cannot answer that. I mean, only he knows that. But I just want to share that with you and have a great day. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Yes, they have all filed. We're waiting to find out if uh, Abdul Hakim Shabazz is going to file. He's uh, said that he's exploring the idea, but has not said uh, if he's officially going to do it. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, good morning. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Cameron. You know, uh, they say uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Mm -hmm. Now, that uh, 
uh, Jordan's fish market. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been up on that building for uh, close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's amazing how they want to just lie to our community. And uh, we ought to be uh, calling the Board of Health uh, suspicious about an eatery, mm-hmm. you know, because that is public records and uh, also like uh, let the community know the next time you go in to a service station to get you a cup of soda or whatever, check with them and ask them when was the last time they had the ice line in the ice machine cleaned out. Mm. There is so much bacteria caught up in that water line. And if it's been there for years, you'd be surprised just what we are putting into our bellies. And also, where do they protest for about jobs? Only here in America. I mean, just look at the Lake President 45. You know, look at uh, look at what we just uh, visualized over the uh, Congress, uh, uh, getting uh, <laughs> uh, McCarthy and, uh, for speaker. This is the country that we live in. This is a country that they had helped to develop this system in. And uh, I don't think it's going anywhere, Cameron. What you think? All right. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Hey, I do want to say uh, I was making notes of something you had said. Uh, I don't know if you're still there. Um, but on the uh, on the on the chicken restaurant, um, they uh, apparently at some point they were all owned by uh, a few people. And then they were broken up during the pandemic because they downsized. And when they sold these buildings, apparently the plan again, this is what the uh, the real Jordan's people say they say the plan was to franchise these places out so that's why they left the signs and the franchise process never happened and so the signs remained and these people have essentially at all of these jordans so-called jordans locations all but two of them are they say inauthentic so they they said there's only two real jordans one in speedway one in beach grove and they said the process to they don't own the copyright for the word Jordans either because they're a small mom and pop and they can't afford it. So they also can't fight these people to take um, the signs down. But they also couldn't make a deal to franchise. Now, that's what they say. On the other hand, the health department has been aware of that building and has been out there because there have been reports uh, in 2022. I believe they went out 10 times. Uh, because people were complaining that they saw them pouring grease in the backyard, uh, just in the grass, just pouring the grease out back there. In October, there was a family of five who got sick after eating chicken there. Uh, And there were a couple of other things, but those were the two uh, that come top of mind. I remember the grease being poured out in the back uh, and um, the family of five that had gotten sick. I wish that Indiana, we did like the ABCDF rating, that's how they do it in California. The the rating of the that the health department gave them the grade is in the window, so you know if you're eating at a um, grade A restaurant or a grade F. Y'all all have seen 
uh, Friday after next when in the window over at Holy Moly Donut Shop, there's an F in the window yet. They're still in there eating the donuts, so he shouldn't have been open. But that at least you can know, hey, we're eating at a, a B-list restaurant or a C-list restaurant or an A-list restaurant. Uh, instead of just assuming that, hey, it's open, so it's good to go. It was open. It was good to go at the time of the inspection, but maybe not now. All right, uh, about six minutes left in the show. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Tasha. Hi, Tasha. What's on your mind? Good morning. Hi. I am still stuck on the Michelle Hayes, the CEO of the Indianapolis Public Library. Mm -hmm. It is frustrating. Um, so I did a little research myself. So I pulled up the board of trustees for the Indianapolis Public Library, and it's very diverse. It's a very diverse um, uh, board. Um, but I want to point out that the CEO, um, I mean, not the CEO, the president, um, Ms. Tribble, is currently uh, the president of the um, board of trustees. She is an African-American mm -hmm. uh, female. Correct. Do this is the problem right here. They don't want two. They don't want the dynamic duo. They don't want two. They don't want a African American president and an African American CEO. They don't want both faces. This is the problem. This is the underlying issue. Okay, so they can think that they're dealing with a uh, you know a community of dummies, which they're not. But we can dig up a little research, and when we do, we see the face. We see the beautiful black face right here, and call it what you want to call it. I heard the other female caller. Um, she said the sister to call earlier first. Mm -hmm. She said something about, you know, when you go through the selection process, if you're not uh, selected, you're just not selected. Who gets to, um, who gets to say that they uh, don't want, well, not say they want a job. Who gets to protest about not getting the position? Um, sister, it's not about protesting about not getting the position. It's about what it is. What it is is that they don't want two African-American people leading, women leading, the Indianapolis Public Library. That's what it is. And I can tell you, those, those members on the Board of Trustees, I see a few familiar faces. They're not in agreement either, but they're not going to say anything because, you know, like the other caller said, it's about power, right? So when you choose to work for these organizations, and I don't know why people still do to this day because we have the power to go out and create our own, but when you choose to work for these organizations, you have to keep the hush mouth, and you can't come to the front lines and defend Ms. Michelle Hayes like they should, but they couldn't because they would then lose their, their position. So it's a, you know, you against, you know, the world type thing, but we, we you know, we want to tap you on the shoulder from afar. So that's the problem. They don't want to give two black women that power within the city of Indianapolis. So let's just call a spade just that. It's a spade. Y'all don't want them two in front of this community and to represent the city of Indianapolis. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you. 317-239-9696, almost to the end of the show. I'm going to try to squeeze in. I'm going to try to squeeze in these last two. If y'all can keep it to about 30, 40 seconds, I can get you both in. Good morning. Who's this? People need to research uh, Harriet Tubman. There's an instance in uh, the Indiana, uh, the Commonwealth, published in 1865 uh, by J.P. Dunn that describes her as a person who bought uh, escaped slaves into Indiana settled them down, and they said they were free. They cleared all the land around the circle. They cleared all the uh, land for the Wabash Canal system that went through. Ten seconds. They were told they were free, but what happened is after they got the work done, the slave catchers caught them and took them on back down south. So she was nothing but a slave trader. That's what she was. Thank Sorry. you, Larry. All right. And Larry, who got in twice today. Uh, but I was nice and not just hung up on him. I gave him his 20 seconds. All right. Caller on line two. You are the last caller this morning. Who's this?
Would that be me? Yes, it is. This is Guy calling. Wanted to wish everyone a happy 2023. And also, uh, it's interesting that we're so concerned about libraries and so forth because at one time, you know, they said the best place to keep a secret from the black community was to put things in a book. So it's very interesting that this controversy is going on. But, you know, uh, Larry uh, always brings out different precepts and so forth, but he talks about having a college degree. A college degree is not is just one part of a qualification because uh, I don't think Abraham Lincoln had a college degree. I don't think Frederick Douglass had a college degree. I might be wrong, but uh, I don't think they did. Uh, and others in the present day might not have a college degree, but they produce. So good luck to everybody in 2023. All right, Guy. Thank you so much for being our last caller calling in on the first show of 2023. Uh, thank you so much for all the calls. We had a great time. I had a great time talking to y'all. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, still booking up things for the show. If there's an idea that you want on the show or something that's happening in the community, something you want us to be aware of, please email me. You can email me at C-R-I-D-L-E at radio-one.com or C-R-I-D-L-E at fox59.com. Can't cover it if I don't know about it. So please let me know what's going on so we can have it on the show. We can have it on Fox 59. Want to make sure everybody is uh, aware of what's happening in the community, on your street, something you need to know about. And if I can't help you, I'm going to put you in touch with the person who can. So email me, follow me on social media. Everything is Cameron Riddle, 1D in my last name. And if you missed any portion of the show, you can always go back and listen to yourself or your friend get caught up on what was said on Open Lines. We are on every podcast platform. The show will be up there in the next couple of moments. You never have to miss a second of Open Lines. And of course, you can always listen on the Hot 100.9 app and the WTLC app. Take us wherever you go. Coming up on 106.7 WTLC, it's the Hour of Power with Al Sharpton. And on Hot 100.9, my man Brandon is holding it down from 9 until noon. I thank you so much for joining us for Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. I'll be back here. Same time, same stations, next Sunday at 8 and tomorrow morning. I'll see you on CBS 4 starting at 5 and Fox 59 starting at 4 a.m. And I'll be anchoring the 9 a.m. hour. If you're still at home that late, join me. For now, I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll talk to you again next Sunday. Bye.